If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, February 5th. Um, it is another morning of very inexplicable gains. So the S&P futures are trading about um, flat to down one or two points for most of the overnight session up until about 3 a.m. where they caught an enormous bid. They are now up about 30 points. That's about 90 basis points. Europe is rallying about 1% plus across the board. Asia was green um, across the board as well. So, you know, trying to, um, you know, divine some of the fundamental reasons, a lot of these just seem to seem to me to be manufactured. I think the markets are just rebounding from the sell-off last week. I don't, you know, like I like I've been saying for a while, this is kind of a market now caught in the world of figuring out what the right multiple is, um, and it's going to see large, sudden, inexplicable swings. Um, and I know there is a desire to tie it to fundamental news and a specific fundamental headline, but um, you know, today in particular feels like a very big stretch. So running through the big, um, the main justifications, uh, the coronavirus seems to be the main one. So there are a couple of reports out including one from China, where Chinese scientists are, quote unquote, having success treating coronavirus patients um, with existing medications. So this is not new. Recall for the last several days, you've had scientists in a variety of countries, including in the U.S. and Washington state and then in Thailand and elsewhere. Um, they are having success treating coronavirus patients with existing antiviral drugs, um, including drugs designed for um, the traditional flu and HIV as well. Um, Gilead, some Gilead drugs in particular um, are proving to be successful in treating existing coronavirus patients. Um, so that is certainly encouraging positive. But again, this has been something that's been out since last week. It's not really new today. Um, there's another article that some people are citing on Sky News talking about how a group of UK scientists are proclaiming a quote unquote vaccine breakthrough for the coronavirus. Um, I think if people read a little bit further in that article, though, the scientists say this vaccine is the breakthrough has come too late for this coronavirus. Um, it may help, though, with future coronavirus outbreaks. So, again, not really something that people should be um, rushing to bid up stocks on. Um, you know, they're still months and months away from human trials, et cetera. So, again, this is kind of something that may pertain to the next coronavirus breakout to the extent there is one, not to the existing one. So um, just to kind of sum up the coronavirus news, um, you know, you continue to see aggressive work stoppages and travel restrictions. You continue to see um, economic fallout from the coronavirus and all those restrictions being put in place. So Nike was probably the big um, notable name out last night that issued a press release essentially saying there will be a material economic effect to its business as a result of coronavirus. I think bulls assume this is just a kind of isolated Q1 event, and then you may see a V-shaped um, you know, rebound in economic activity starting in Q2, and that very well could occur. Um, but there really wasn't anything out last night or this morning that should make people feel any better or worse about the coronavirus. Um, so that that's kind of the main reason. That's the justification. That's what a lot of people are really pointing to. Um, on earnings, there were a lot of U.S. reports last night and a lot of European reports this morning. Um, I guess one could argue that they skewed slightly positive, although um, 
you know, there really weren't any enormous upside, huge standout reports from major large cap companies. And there were plenty of disappointments as well. Um, you know, so there was there was uh, Chipotle, Disney, Infineon and Tesla San Paolo were all decent, um, although, you know, Chipotle and Disney did not really rally all that much last night. Um, and then there were plenty of disappointments, too. So Imperial Brands is the big disappointment in Europe this morning. Um, KLI Tencore, Match, Siemens, Snap, um, all were underwhelming to one degree or another. Um, you know, not awful, but, you know, they certainly was not a spectacular evening or morning of earnings. And regardless, I think the overall Q4 conclusion, um, if you kind of look at the season as a whole, because we're essentially over by now, um, you know, it was fine. I sent around a summary last Friday. I'll send around another summary this Friday. Um, you know, you have your, your traditional kind of percent of earnings that beat expectations, but you're not seeing the consensus for this year move higher. And if anything, it, it's it's bleeding lower because you have to run through the coronavirus effects through people's models. So you're now probably talking about a 173 to 174 number, um, if you want to be fully honest. Now, again, I think people are kind of looking at the coronavirus as a one-time event. So they may be, um, you know, if you kind of look at uh, like a non-GAAP earnings number for the full year and you take out coronavirus, because again, under the assumption it's just going to be temporary, um, you, you know, you could still argue for a 175, but you're still now back at 19 times on this market. Um, you know, we haven't even talked about politics yet. The State of the Union address should really have no bearing on markets this morning. It was very much um, a, a a campaign reelection speech, as all um, you know, State of the Unions are for for um, incumbent presidents at this time of uh, their first term. Um, nothing that really should impact trading, drug prices, and, and infrastructure spending were two areas that people are curious about. You know, he devoted a, a, only a few lines to both. Nothing specific. Um, so nobody should feel any different either of those two subjects. Um, as far as Iowa is concerned, the full results are still in out. We, I think they have about 70% of um, the precincts have reported. Um, you know, again, I, I think I think some of the um, conclusions were apparent yesterday based on remarks that, that campaigns were making. So Buduchek is in the lead um, at around 27%. So he clearly outperformed expectations. Sanders is a close second, um, around 25 plus percent. Um, and again, I think people yesterday were celebrating the fact of the, you know, that the dysfunction among the Democratic Party bodes well for Trump. And it wasn't just Iowa. They, you know, there was a huge issue with the Democratic um, convention coming up in Madison, Wisconsin, where the two heads of it were placed on leave. So, you know, you do have certainly you have evidence of dysfunction in the Democratic infrastructure as far as their ability to run an election. Um, and then there was also, you know, people were pleased that that there wasn't a Sanders blowout. Um, you know, again, I would just point out that if you look at the numbers, Bernie and Warren combined for about 44%. So there still is a substantial block of the Democratic Party that is leaning towards the, the far left wing. Um, and then I, you know, I continue to think that to the extent stocks desire a second Trump term, um, they should be rooting for um, a Bernie candidacy. I think I think Trump would have the easiest time beating Bernie. Now, you obviously have the highest risk. So in case Trump were to lose, um, you are going to be left with, you know, President Sanders. But as far as versus the others, Buttigieg, Biden, Bloomberg, Klobuchar, um, I think Trump would have the easiest time against Sanders. I think it would very much look like what happened in the UK recently with Johnson and Corbyn. Um, so if you are going to see a more moderate person, uh, I think it's going to make for a more complicated campaign on the part of Trump. Um, but again, I get the initial knee jerk reaction that, you know, Sanders did not win Iowa. Um, on the economic front, there was not a ton of data. You had the final services PMIs out of Europe that they saw mild up, upside revision. So 
Um, and if you read the market economics press release with some of the accompanying um, qualitative language, it, it, it is encouraging at the margin. Um, you know, but again, hard to really justify that for the 30 basis point. Um, I'm sorry, for the 30 point rally in the futures. Um, and so that's essentially it for today. So again, as far as fundamental news, I think this is, you know, we're still this, in this multiple argument. Um, is it 20 times or is it 18 times? And we're now at 19 times. So, you know, that battle is going to continue, I think, for the months ahead. Um, and it's going to lead to big swings because every multiple turn in the market is about 175 points in the S&P based on earnings estimates right now. So just quickly looking into the calendar for today, um, nothing super major other than um, really earnings. So GM and Merck are probably the big ones this morning. Tonight, Fox, Qualcomm will be the big ones. Um, you are going to get the ADP jobs report for January at 815 today. You're going to get the U.S. non-manufacturing ISM at 10 a.m. The Trump impeachment vote is due to start around 4 p.m. in the Senate. Um, you know, uh, acquittal is widely, widely expected. I think, you know, the only inter interesting thing to watch will be if any Democrats defect um, and vote for acquittal. Um, and that is it for today. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening.